It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon, Jason Vandeveer here on Calvary Live, and good to be with all of you. Jason, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, and uh, if you want to get uh, some information about us, you can do so at calvarychapelparker.com. If you haven't had a chance to hear us when we've been hosting this program, occasionally on here spending the afternoon, or at least the four uh, to five or so hour with you, depending on where you're located. If you're in Colorado or Wyoming, welcome to all of you listening on Grace FM. And for all our friends on the East Coast listening on Hope FM in Maryland, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, welcome to all of you. We have one phone number if you want to call and join us on the program here, 303 690 3000. That's the number you can call with your comments or questions about the Bible, about Christianity, prophecy, apologetics, cults, current events, or if you need prayer or encouragement, give me a call. Again, uh, that number, if you want to just punch it into your phone right now, uh, for uh, for right now or for a little bit later when you can give us a call, 303-690-3000. And if you prefer to text uh, you can do that as well. The number to text us uh, with your question is 720-336-0897. That's the text number, 720-336-0897. But I encourage you, give us a call, join us on the program here. Uh, and that's the first number, 303-690-3000. As I said, I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. If you're going to be in that area anytime in the near future or uh, you reside somewhere nearby, we'd love to have you join us uh, for service. You can join us as soon as tomorrow night, actually, uh, 7 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Parker, as uh, we have our midweek service. We'll be continuing in the book of Leviticus, uh, chapters 11 through 13. First part of our message uh, titled Clean and Unclean. So uh, I think uh, you will be surprised. Uh, I think a lot of people have been surprised in our studies through Leviticus. Just the the amazing things that are there. It kind of gets a bad rap. Um, But if you're interested in holiness uh, and being set apart for the Lord, then the book of Leviticus is for you. It's really an instruction manual for the priesthood. And we know that uh, that we're all kings and priests uh, to the Lord and set apart to the Lord. And so there's a great instruction there for us as believers. I encourage you to join us on uh, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock at Calvary Chapel Parker, continuing in the book of Genesis on Sunday mornings. We'll be in the ninth chapter. You can go back and listen to previous messages. In fact, uh, we have uh, all of our messages through the Bible, audio and video for you to stream uh, or download at your convenience. Just pick a book, pick a uh, chapter and a section, go through it, watch it, or listen uh at uh, as I said, at your convenience, you can do that at CalvaryChapelParker.com. CalvaryChapelParker.com. So a lot of great resources. Even if you're, dep- doesn't matter really where you are in the world, uh, thanks to the internet, that you can access and and take advantage of. But I encourage you to take advantage of this program here. That's what makes this program so unique and so special. Is the ability for uh, you to call in for us to have conversations about the Bible and about Christianity. Three zero three six nine zero 3,000. And uh, let's go to Max in Commerce City. Max, uh, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Pastor? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, I have a question um, concerning the 12 tribes and Mm -hmm. uh, why there's no such thing as a tribe of Joseph. 
Yeah, so basically what we have is the tribe. Sometimes you do see Joseph listed, uh, but typically you see Ephraim and Manasseh, the, the children of Joseph, listed. And uh, the, the reason for that is they kind of assume the position of their father. Uh, a lot of times it's because in, uh, when they're mentioned, the tribe of Levi may be left out. And so there is the need for an additional tribe to make out 12. Sometimes the tribe of Dan is actually left out. Uh, and that's uh, often believed because Dan was a leader uh, in idolatry uh, amongst the tribes of Israel. So it depends really what's going on. We see a, quite a variation actually in the scriptures in the listing uh, of the 12 tribes of Israel. Sometimes Joseph is included. Sometimes it's chi his children are included. Usually one Ephraim and Manasseh are included, it's uh, because there's an exclusion of either Levi or Dan. Mm -hmm. And uh, Levi would be excluded because it's the priesthood tribe? Yeah, so Levi is sometimes excluded because a lot of times when the tribes are listed, they're, they're listed for a specific purpose. And the tribe of Levi was set apart to the Lord. Um, that goes back, actually, if you look at um, the firstborn, all the firstborn as a result of the Passover, when the Lord slayed all the firstborn in Egypt, uh, we see that all of the firstborn belonged to the Lord. And so in place of them actually offering the firstborn amongst every tribe, uh, there in the book of Numbers, we see that the Lord took the tribe of Levi and then they had to pay uh, at the time there was an accounting and there was a discrepancy between the number of the tribe of Levi and the numbers amongst the other tribes. And so they all had to pay a portion uh, to redeem their firstborn and the amount that, that the tribe of Levi didn't, uh, didn't uh, make up that difference. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the tribe of Levi was set apart for the Lord. They had no allotment uh, of land. Uh, specifically like the other tribes did. Their responsibility was the tabernacle, later serving in the temple, and ultimately, of course, the family of Aaron, the priesthood coming from the tribe of Levi. So sometimes for specific reasons, depending on what is going on, the tribe of Levi is left out. Okay. So, yeah, hopefully that, uh, that helps you out. But uh, Joseph is, uh, is obviously a, a significant part. I would argue one of the most significant parts um, or, or tribes amongst the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, except for the fact that sometimes he's, he's listed in, the, in, in respect to his children. Mm -hmm. And then I have one more question for you concerning Joseph. Sure. Because uh, I know, like, as, as I, like, read through uh, the book of, of Genesis, mm -hmm. um, I see like Abraham being a major, major role. Uh, Isaac a little bit smaller. Um, Jacob a little bit smaller, like in terms of the amount that's written about him, and then Joseph a lot more. Mm -hmm. So why is it that in the New Testament and then further on in like the prophets, where they referred to the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they exclude uh, Joseph? Yeah, so they don't really exclude Joseph, but Joseph isn't one of the patriarchs. Um, in fact, the, uh, the, the line of the Messiah doesn't go through uh, even the line of Joseph. But Joseph is significant because Joseph is, in many ways, you, you, I'm sure you've noticed this in your readings, Joseph in many ways is, is a type, he's a picture of Jesus Christ. But if you look at the line of the Messiah, the line of the Messiah obviously goes through Abraham, uh, then it splits off, uh, goes through Isaac, because uh, you had Isaac and Ishmael. Then it goes through, you have Jacob and Esau. It goes through Jacob. 
then, of course, it goes uh, through the uh, tribe of Judah. And uh, you have the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, you know, Joseph is a significant part, but if you're, if you're thinking in terms as often as the case in the New Testament uh, of genealogies, for example, then Joseph doesn't factor in heavily into the genealogy, uh, genealogies because uh, that's not the line of the Messiah. And and that's really kind of how the Jewish mind uh, was was uh, operating, at least at that time. Uh, so much of what was being written was making that argument that Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophecy uh, of Shiloh, uh, the one who would come and uh, who would bring peace. And uh, and and so, but uh, Joseph does still prominent uh, is still prominent in 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 the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hey, appreciate you, the call. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I appreciate you calling in, Max, and uh, God bless you, my friend. Yeah, you as well. Bye-bye. Hey, f- hey folks, if you have uh, some comments, questions, you want to join me on the program, I'd love to have you do so. Uh, like Max, 303 uh, I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor uh, of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And as I mentioned at the outset of this program, if you want to get some more information about us or if you want to join us, uh, you can uh, come on out uh, to Calvary Chapel Parker, and you can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com. But how about, uh, like I said, much more interesting for the sake of this program and uh, in the next hour of you join me uh, on the air, 303-690-3000. A lot of people, I talk to a lot of people, and they say, well, I really wanted to call. They listen. There's, I, I would say, a fraction of the listeners of this program ever really call in, and there's nothing really wrong with that, uh, except if you have a question and you want to call in, and, and uh, I would encourage you, don't let anything keep you from doing that. And a lot of people, I think, have a certain amount of apprehension, but I think that they find uh, uh, a, a peace when they call this program and hopefully answers to their question and uh, and that it's not uh, quite as difficult as they anticipated. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. And uh, maybe you can't call today, you're busy or whatnot. Uh, the, the program Calvary Live is on five days a week from 4 to 5 o'clock uh, Mountain. And uh, you can join us here uh, any day of the week. We have different pastors hosting this program. So punch that number into your phone, 303-690-3000. Put it in your contacts, Calvary Live. And, uh, you know, make a note on your phone if you have a question or something like that that comes up during the week or on the weekend or while you're reading the scriptures. And give us a call here and ask us uh, those questions and let us have an opportunity to have a conversation with you about that. And uh, also something interesting today, I got several emails today about uh, this news story. You may have seen it about a a Wisconsin company who is uh, offering microchips uh, to its employees. There's a, a small microchip about the size of a, a grain of rice that they're inserting uh, in the, the top of the hand between the thumb uh, and the index finger in that kind of uh, fleshy area there. And they're allowing these employees to use that to to access uh, different places in the, their facilities uh, to make purchases from their cafeteria, to log on to different devices and so forth. And it's uh, very interesting. I noticed that uh, regular media picked up 
on this. Christian Media also picked up on this. I, I think this is actually the second company, by my count. Uh, I think there was a Swedish company earlier in the year that that was doing the same thing, and a lot of people were asking about this. You know whether or not uh, we we felt like it was the the mark of the beast and so forth. Uh, of course, uh, the mark of the beast. We find that Revelation chapter thirteen verses sixteen and seventeen. The answer to that uh, question is is that I don't believe this is uh, the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is very specific. It is uh, on the right hand or on the forehead, and it is the the number uh, of the beast, the number of his name, calculated in verse uh, 18 of Revelation thir- uh, uh, 13 as 666. So it, it is not a, a, a microchip. But what I would say about that is, very interestingly, uh, I believe that this is a precursor, and, and we can see, uh, to use another biblical phrase, the writing on the wall, uh, that, uh, that things are moving in that direction with identity theft uh, being what it is and uh, technology and, and, and convenience and the desire for convenience being what they are. You can see the desire for people to move in the direction uh, of uh, establishing technology uh, that will allow you to buy or sell with, with a microchip, uh, will allow you to have your medical records and, and other uh, records, maybe military records or whatever the case may be, access and IDs and passwords and so forth, uh, all uh, uh, as part of your body or something on your body. And then you can see the transition from something like a microchip to to something that actually is on the forehead or on the skin in the form of the mark of the beast uh, that is then in, in some ways used uh, against man and, and used in a manipulative way during uh, the Great Tribulation period. So I don't believe that this is the mark of the beast, but I do believe that this is certainly moving mankind in the direction uh, of technology and receptivity uh, to such a thing during the Great Tribulation. So so uh, the time is short, and we're start- this is just one small thing uh, that, that reminds us that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Fascinating story. Uh, I know there is a Fox News I saw had a story, CBN, uh, Christian Broadcasting Network had a story on this, and I'm sure uh, many others, I think I saw ABC also had a story uh, on this as well. So if you want to catch that, go to any of those news outlets or your favorite news outlet, read up on that. If you have any questions on that, you're welcome to give us a call here about that as well. Again, 303-690-3000. Uh, that's the number to call if you want to join me here on the air uh, on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Or if you prefer to text, you can do that as well. You can text your question to 720-336-0897. If you tuned in since the top of the broadcast, appreciate all of you listening in Colorado and Wyoming and uh, on Grace FM and all of you listening on Hope FM in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. Appreciate all of the folks uh, here in the Rocky Mountain region and all of you in the Northeast uh, tuning into Calvary Live and uh, just making this program what it is, making it such a privilege for me to be a part of. Uh, talking to you is is a highlight truly of my day and my week, just hearing your questions. And there's always, even sometimes there are familiar subjects, but there seems to, to so often be a twist, uh, something in, in the way that people ask the question or a nuance uh, to their question that makes even 
familiar topic so interesting. So don't be afraid to call and don't think that, that certainly we've talked about it before because uh, even if we've talked about it before, there uh, I still love uh, talking about the Word of God. It's my favorite subject. So 303-690-3000 or 720-336-0897 if you want to text. So if you want to call 303-690-3000 or 720-336-0897 if you prefer to text uh, your question in. Uh, I want to let you know about an opportunity coming up if you haven't had a chance to visit Israel. Uh, I want to invite you to join us uh, over in Israel next spring, March 12th through the 22nd. You can get information about that trip on our website, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. You'll see an Israel banner come up. If you click on that, it'll take you to a, a page uh, on our website that has all of the information, the full itinerary, uh, the cost information, registration forms, travel insurance forms. And once you register, we'll be in touch with you uh, to make sure that you're ready to travel. We have about seven or eight slots left uh, for that trip, so we'd love to have you join us. And if you have family or friends uh, around the country or other parts of the world, that's not really an issue. We can make arrangements for them uh, Uh, to join us as well. We've had folks all over the country and all over the United States actually join us uh, for previous trips, so we'd love to have you, uh, whether you're in Colorado, whether you're in uh, the northeastern part of the United States, whether you're listening online from somewhere else, or whether you have family members. uh, Just go to calvarychapelparker.com, check that out, and join me on this program, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Uh, Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm blessed of God. Awesome. What's what's on your mind today, Michael? Well, uh, two things. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in the rapture and the end, and, and I really believe that time is shorter than we actually realize. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're we're. I think we're on a fast countdown clock right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you definitely. And. Uh, just uh, I'm just watching the world and going world going crazy, you know. And I'm, you know, I, I, I read things on, um, I read things about, uh, I, you know, I read things about uh, uh, <clears throat> what I guess they call uh, uh, FEMA camps and stuff. I read about things about FEMA camps and stuff, and mm-hmm. I've read things, and I've read things on on you on on uh, Facebook about uh, the. Uh, how we have uh, NATO forces training, taking, mm-hmm. doing special training in this country, you know, um, in preparation for some kind of future events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not afraid. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm, I'm, I can get a little distracted looking at that stuff alone. I mean, make, you know, makes me want to become a super patriot or something. Yeah, let let me share a few things with you uh, uh, about that. So, so several years ago, um, you know, there was several of these. This was kind of before the internet was really, you know, as big as it is now. It was really kind of in the infancy of the internet, and so um, a lot of that stuff was just, you know, at that time on video and. 
and someone had passed me a, a, a video uh, that was talking about a lot of the things that you're talking about. And, and uh, at the time or shortly after that, I, I, uh, I worked for a company and I, I did a lot of work out at uh, Denver International Airport and I had a lot of uh, access to um, different parts of that airport that people, underground areas and stuff like that that people don't see. And, and just the, the claims that were being made in these videos are the same ones that, that are now made online by a lot of people and they, and they were just patently false. So, so I would encourage you, is there a possibility that there's a grain of truth in some of these things? Sure, but, but so many of these things, and that's just one example. I had a lot of other experiences like that. Uh, but my encouragement to you is, is that so much of this is, is from people that, that don't really know and, and don't really have business saying, but they, they speculate or they, for whatever reason, one reason or another, they want it to be true or they have some other uh, vested interest in it. And so um, do I believe that one day things are going to move in that direction? Well, you know, I was, you probably heard my earlier comments. Clearly there, there is some sort of a, a, a control state uh, during the reign of the Antichrist. I've just found that, that the degree to which those things are present in the United States at, at, at the current time uh, doesn't, doesn't typically pan out. So, so I, I guess that's a, a word of comfort. But regardless of that, we know that Jesus Christ is, is coming soon. And as you said, we're not afraid. Even if these things were true, uh, we're not fearful because uh, we know what the Lord has for us. And uh, and as you you mentioned, the first thing that you mentioned was the rapture of the church. And uh, we know that uh, that Jesus Christ. That's the very next thing that we look for. Jesus Christ is coming soon uh, for His church. Well, I don't get I don't get I don't get all tripped up with the with the the various beliefs and how the rapture is going to play out. I mean, I've been to many, many churches. I'm 60 years old. I've been to many churches. Right. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the pre-trib uh, rapture, the mid-trib rapture, and, you know, the other ones, they, it's like, you know what? I don't care when the rapture happens. I do care that it happens, but I don't care when it happens because I'm going to be with the Lord, you know, better to be with him than on this earth in this body, in this tent. But uh, I I just watch things happening in this world, and, and it's just, it's almost like in watching a very serious dog and dog and pony show going on here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I I want prayer for my brother and sister-in-law up, up, upstate New York, my brother Bob and sister-in-law darling. Um... I'm concerned that the time is short enough mm-hmm. and knowing my and knowing my brother knowing my brother Bob and stuff uh I really don't want them left behind sure. and and there's some past history between my brother and I from when I first became a Christian that might make it very difficult for me to be the one to give him that gospel message sure uh, and I just want i just my prayer i what i I want prayer for that for God to repair his heart. I mean, to prepare him and my sister-in-law. And if, if it's somebody else is supposed to give them that gospel message, mm-hmm. uh, the message of love for, about what Jesus did for us, and if, if they could have the opportunity to receive Christ, I would really, that's what I really want. I mean, if God wants me to do it, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll organize that and put me in a position where I'll do it. I'll be doing it. Yeah. But, 
Well, so let's, that, yeah, let's go ahead and pray. Sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, let's go ahead and pray. You said Bob and Darlene, right? Yeah, they live in a little town upstate New York called Amsterdam. All right. Let's uh, let's pray for uh, for Bob and Darlene. And the nice thing is, we have a lot of people uh, joining us in, in in prayer for them. Michael, Father, we I just thank you for Michael. I thank you for the privilege of just being able to spend some time talking with him this afternoon. Thank you for his, him taking the time to call us. Lord, I, I also thank you for uh, his heart, his heart for you and, and um, the discernment that you've given him. And, and, and I just pray for continued wisdom, continued peace, and, and uh, uh, that you would just continue to be with him and, and, and guide him and use him. And, and Lord, we do lift up his brother and sister-in-law. We, we lift up Bob and Darlene. We, we pray for their salvation. Um, Lord, I, I pray that if you're able to uh, make it such that that, that uh, uh, Michael is able to minister to Bob, then then let it be so. Uh, but Lord, you're not limited uh, to that, Lord. And and perhaps you have a neighbor, perhaps you have someone down the street, perhaps you have someone he's he doesn't even know yet that that uh, or, or Darlene that that she's going to encounter. Uh, but Lord, we just pray that that uh, you would certainly you have many many who love you in that area of Amsterdam and 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 upstate New York, and we pray that you would just take. People people uh, to him, um, and uh, Lord, that you would just minister the gospel to him, and even if it's not people, Lord, even if it's directly by your spirit or by something he sees or something he reads or, or him picking up a Bible uh, and, and beginning to read it, Lord, we know so many people that have, have been saved that way, just picking up your word and you speaking directly through your word. However, Lord, we just pray uh, that by your spirit that you would draw Bob and Darlene to you, uh, that you would save them uh, while it is still uh, still possible and, and still time. And we are encouraged in, in your word to, to, to draw near to you while you're near, Lord. And, and right now you are near, but, but times are going to be changing. And so we pray uh, that they would receive you, that they would give their lives to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate that. Let you me bet. just say a quick prayer for you, oh, if please I may. Do. Yes, thank you. Father, I thank you for Pastor here. I thank you for his ministry to the to the to the flock, but to your family who who are listening on this radio, to the on the radio, different radio stations and across country. Father, I pray for him right now. I pray for you. your continued guidance and direction and strength for your protection. I pray God for your godly wisdom to keep flowing through him and for your love that you that you have for him to grow, Lord, and for his love that for all of us to grow to, Lord. Let him be willing to do what he has to do according to the gospel, according to you, Father God, in your ways. I pray for God for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thank you uh, so much, Michael. And anytime you think of me, uh, I would uh, welcome those uh, prayers wherever you may be. Anybody else that's listening, I'll, I'll, I will take uh, as much as I can get. I, I really do appreciate it. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Thanks for your call. And uh, give us a call back and let us know uh, how Bob and uh, Darlene are doing. Will do. Take care, my friend. Hey, uh, folks, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker. 
Colorado, and uh, 303-690-3000 uh, is the number to call, 303-690-3000. we got a couple of folks uh, on hold, and we're coming up uh, on a break here, uh, so we'll pick up uh, those calls after the break. Uh, I do have a couple of prayer requests, uh, or at least one prayer request here uh, via text uh, that uh, that uh, I want to take as well, and uh, we can uh, pray for that before we head out to the break here. There's no name on this, but uh, the Lord knows who it is, and if you're listening in, I appreciate you texting in, but it's uh, an individual who is struggling with college math courses and uh, just kind of uh, some mental block uh, remembering some of the things that uh, that they're learning, and they obviously have to pass this class to, to keep moving forward. Um, you know, I know exactly what that's like. When I was finishing up uh, college and I was in school of ministry, uh, one of my uh, fellow students in the school of ministry actually uh, helped me, tutored me uh, to get me through some of my college math classes so I can relate. Father, I just lift up this individual who's struggling. I just pray that you would give them uh, the mental capacity to be able to learn uh, and to retain what they're learning and to apply it and to use it and to be able to continue moving forward in their education uh, for your glory. Lord, we just pray that you would just work uh, in a powerful way, that you would help them, that whatever blocks are there, that you would supernaturally uh, give them the ability, give them the help that they need uh, from other individuals, perhaps, or uh, other resources. And uh, Lord, that you would just work as only you can, that you would do what seems to be impossible. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you, and uh, you can hear the music. we got to take a break, but if you want to join me on the other side of the break, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. we got to take a break, but we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, here on Calvary Live. You can uh, get some information about our fellowship, uh, Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com And you can join me here on this program, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Jordan in Dumont, who's uh, been waiting so patiently. Jordan, uh, welcome to the program. Hey there. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate the program, because I'm a new believer uh, as of about five weeks old. Um, uh, congrats. Uh, that's exciting. And uh, despite myself, and uh, now everything's new. Um, so your guys' uh, radio program really helps out um, as I kind of find my footing here. And my question or my input I need is, is what I notice uh, about myself as soon as, you know, our uh, Lord entered my heart is, is uh, it's a great opportunity to be a spectator myself and see what I've really been up to. And mm-hmm. uh, as far back as I can remember, I've always, since I was a kid, I've always had realms that I've dwelled in, rather be like Star Wars or Formula One racing and most importantly, mm-hmm. like a girl that I like or something. Right, you know, sure. it's never really been with, with uh, you know, um, I don't know, you know, with the Lord because it's all brand new to me. And right. as I noticed that, it's definitely a block within me as I, you know, I'll find myself uh, listening to you guys or reading or uh, you know doing whatever I can to get closer to uh, 
closer to my face. Um, and then um, almost as a as a negative reaction, all of a sudden, like I'll start thinking about a girl I want to be in a relationship with. That's the biggest blockage. But other other, I don't know if they're distractions or what. And uh, I could really use your input if that uh, if I formulated my question right. Oh no, I I understand. I think uh, exactly. You know what you're saying is, you know, you've you've described your life uh, before Christ as kind of having a, a variety of of different occupations, um, not occupation in the form of of, of jobs, uh, but uh, occupations in the form of things that uh, you know are occupying your mind, your attention, your effort, and so forth. And so then it becomes a challenge. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, find themselves in this uh, this position that uh, when you come to Christ, a lot of those things uh, are still there in your life, uh, maybe things that, that you know, consumed you at different points in time, and they might still be competing uh, for your time and and for your interest and and so forth. And so the question, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, or let's take in another direction if that's not it. But your que- question is how you know how do you really make the transition from that? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, I want, I want, you know, like I say, um, Christ came to me. I, I, I was. I wasn't even asking for it, and I feel super blessed, and I'm sure you've heard a million stories about how that feels, and it's a pretty special thing. I went on with that and get closer to it, and uh, mm-hmm. once reality kind of touches me, it's like, okay, let's indulge in that, not all these little realms that I've had in the past, and, uh, and you know, how to build strength in that, and most importantly, get rid of the, get rid of the, the things that occupy my mind um, that are almost injurious, you know, when I, when, when I don't get my way or something like that. Right, right. Well, you know, I like what's uh, well. First of all, there's a few different passages passages of scripture that um, I, I don't think that this is an all uh, encompassing uh, list of scriptures on the subject, but but a few that I think that you can at least in the near future uh, meditate upon. And and the first is in Isaiah chapter 26, verse three, and 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 it's the encouragement here what the Lord is going to do to to those who who keep their mind fixated on Him. And he says that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed uh, on him uh, because he trusts in you. And so uh, the idea there is is just having your mind fixated, uh, focused completely on Jesus Christ. The, the, the word there, stayed, it's, it's not a word we, we really use a lot in our, our modern vernacular, but it means to, to lean, to lay, to rest. Uh, and and so this idea of of keeping your mind focused and dependent uh, upon the Lord, and so um, you know that that's kind of the best thing that you can do if you want to grow in anything, and particularly as you have recently placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you want to grow as much as possible. And and I find that 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 one of the times that we have uh, the greatest growth in our life is when our relationship with Jesus Christ is new, and that's because uh, our tendency is to keep our mind focused on Him. And uh, also in the New Testament, another passage uh, that I would follow that up with is in the what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. It's the words of Jesus, and it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it tells us to seek first the thing, uh, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and and all of the other things that we would concern ourselves with in life, particularly our needs is the context there. The Lord is going to take care of those. And so, you know, my encouragement to you is 
Uh, as you're, you know, uh, new in this relationship with Jesus Christ, and I'm really excited about that, Jordan, is is to just keep your mind stayed on Christ and be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the things of the kingdom of God are, are not just the future aspects of the kingdom of God, uh, but uh, as Jesus taught us uh, to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and, and your kingdom come. And so uh, we, we concern ourselves with the things of God right now and God uh, working in our lives and working in the lives of people around us and drawing people to himself and 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 working to be that healer and that comforter on the lives of those that need it. So staying, staying focused uh, on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, his righteousness first and foremost uh, being developed in our lives and that image uh, of Christ uh, being produced in us as we're conformed uh, into the image of Christ. And so I, I would just encourage you to occupy your mind with those things. And in order to do that, there are practical steps that you can take in order for that to to become, uh, you know, your focus. You've mentioned different things over time. You mentioned Formula One, you know, becoming interested in Formula One. Well, when you became interested in Formula One, you may have got a magazine subscription or you may have started watching, you know, on television or you may have made plans to attend uh, different races. You started doing things practically that fed that interest and fed that focus. And so, uh, you're probably already doing those things uh, as part of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Just taking time out uh, each day in the morning to begin your day, just getting into the Word of God, reading through the Word of God. If you're not already doing it, uh, start reading through the Bible, chapter by chapter. Either uh, start in the New Testament, read through, or start in the Old Testament, uh, read straight through. Get into the Word of God as much as you can, and and uh, hopefully you're plugged in. Are you are you plugged into a, a, a local church in your area? Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the churches I've visited, they all take a bit of a sabbatical during the summer, so it's hard to find a Bible study, but to compensate mm-hmm. for that, I, I'm in the middle of four books at the moment and listening to Grace FM um, yep. pretty constantly, and uh, and then as soon as I find myself starting to, um, you know, kind of reject it, I back off and uh, um, take a break and then get back into it as soon as I can. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just doing, you know, kind of making it up as I go until Bible studies start back up in the fall. And, uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a good church that's touched my heart for sure. So. Excellent. Well, and, and, and it's great. Grace FM is obviously, uh, I, I'm very partial to that as a, a resource for you. There's great online, uh, resources. You're welcome to go to, uh, our website, calvarychapelparker.com. You can watch or listen through any book of the Bible that you want to, uh, as an additional study, uh, for you. As, as well, but also just make sure that you're getting plenty of fellowship uh, because the Bible, uh, uh, the Lord, uh, the Bible encourages us, uh, you know, as iron sharpens iron, so a man uh, strengthens the countenance of his brethren. And so uh, we find that there's something that happens in that interaction with other believers that the Lord can work through uh, in a powerful way. And so uh, even if you have to drive a little bit, I've been in that position before, you know, make sure that uh, that you're able to be, be a part even, even during the summer uh, you know, with with some fellowship, uh, certainly on Sunday and and preferably during the week if your schedule will allow that. Yeah, because uh, the fellowship is what I'm struggling with the most, and that's when you know my old kind of occupations pop into my head. You know, and yep. is, is it okay to go from a, one church to another as long as I'm trying to get into something? I. Or, 
Yeah, so so here's what I would I would suggest. I, I would suggest you have a home church and where you know you're a consistent regular part of where they know you, you know them and and you're being ministered to and taught the word. Uh, but then if if you know for whatever reason they're not able to have something uh additional and you find that somewhere else and you want to get involved, you know, there, uh that's perfectly all right to do and we we experience that a lot in the Calvary Chapel community which Grace FM is part of Calvary Chapel. So, you know, I see people uh, all the time that regularly attend a, a different church, uh, but they may come out and see us for a particular uh, evening study or, or an event or something like that, and uh, that's perfectly fine because we're all part of the larger body of Christ. That's awesome to hear because I'm a truck driver, so I was headed to mess when I'm in town. So thank you so much for allowing me to be vulnerable with you guys and all your guys' time. You bet. And I would give you one other suggestion. I I don't know if you travel interstate as part of your work, um, but what you can do is you can kind of plan, you know, when you know what your route's going to be, just find a a, a Calvary. There's lots of Calvary chapels across the country. Find a Calvary chapel in your area. If you go to uh, calvarychapel.com, there's a church finder. Uh, There's also Calvary Chapel Association, I think there.org, and both of them have church finders for Calvary chapels. Uh, So calvarychapel.com and Calvary Chapel Association, and you can find a Calvary Chapel in the area that you're going to be in and get some fellowship while you're there. Awesome. I really appreciate it. You betcha. God bless you, Jordan. Awesome. Take care. care. Hey, let's go to Josh in Commerce City. Josh, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling. Oh, yeah, no problem. I had a question about anger. You know, I've been struggling with it ever since I quit drinking. I quit drinking 30 days ago. I've been going to these most excellent weight classes with my dad. Excellent. So uh, I quit drinking. I just got my 30-day chip. But Congratulations. Since I uh, quit drinking, I find myself getting angry and angry and at people and at things that I don't even need to be angry at. Sure. Well, I, th- I think that that's a common common reaction i you know i probably don't have to explain it too much to you because you you probably have figured it out uh but you know you have these things in your life that that were masking uh sometimes drugs and alcohol do that they can mask what's really there and so when you strip away that which is you know uh you're using as a a a means of of coping or or dealing with with day-to-day life, when you take that away, you're just left with the raw emotions of who you really are. And that's a good thing. And it's a good thing that, that you recognize it because now God can deal with it. You know, before, you know, when you were just uh, drinking and, and, you know, not conscious of, uh, of God, you, you weren't changing. The Lord wasn't dealing with anything. And, and, and now, you know, the Lord is working in your heart and he's revealing these things to you. So, so God is doing you a favor, but it's sometimes uh, frustrating and uncomfortable uh, when these things begin to come out when you start to really see what's there. And, and so uh, that's the, the good side of it, uh, uh, but sometimes not necessarily seen uh, as the good side of it, right? So, so now the question is, what do I do with that? Well, what you in the past allowed you know, uh, alcohol to, to somewhat subdue or, or control, now you can allow the, the Holy Spirit uh, to not just uh, push it down or, or hide it away, uh, but you can allow the Holy Spirit actually to, to deal with it, to eradicate it from your life, and, and to begin to change you and make you into a different person. And in Galatians chapter 5, 
it, there's there's a whole discussion there uh, about walking in the Spirit, beginning in verse 16. Walking in the Spirit, not fulfilling the lusts uh, of the flesh. And and what you're talking about is just one manifestation uh, of, of the old man of the flesh. And so uh, Galatians chapter 5, uh, verses 16 through 26 are an encouragement of how to walk in the Spirit. And so we don't put our problems down. We don't mask or hide or subdue our problems uh, with substances, but we allow the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ephesians, uh, Paul says, don't be filled with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So you in the past were, you were filled with, with alcohol, and now you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that's going to give you victory over the flesh. And so he talks about the lust uh, of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, uh, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders. He goes on, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And uh, that's exactly what you're seeking. And so he encourages us to live in the Spirit and we'll then walk in the Spirit. So just seeking God, allowing His Spirit to have place in your life, asking Him when you see these things uh, present in your life to, to give you the strength to overcome them by the power of the same Spirit. Okay. I understand where you're getting at, so now it's time for me to start feeding my spirit for... Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I was also reading... Oh, where was I reading it at? Um, anger in itself is not a sin. Right. Can you explain that to, my, explain well, that to me? Yeah, so, so um, we, we read uh, over in Ephesians 4... Um, 26 it says be angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your wrath so we understand that that there is a a, a righteous uh form of anger first of all uh, jesus had a righteous uh anger he had anger over uh things that that uh were contrary to uh to the righteousness of god for example jesus twice in his ministry at the beginning and at the end cleansed the temple where they were making merchandise in in the temple of god and he went through with a righteous anger and basically eradicated all those who bought and sold uh for profit uh in the temple complex at at that time and so there is there is righteous anger uh but then uh there there is also some Sometimes that that uh, that you'll have anger, but you can't allow it get to the point uh, of sin, where where you blow up, uh, where you allow it to to have a place uh, in your life, uh, where you allow it to to control you, and uh, so there there's anger against evil, uh, and then uh, there's other times uh, when you know you have emotions uh, of malice, you know jealousy. Uh, maybe resentment or hatred, as as we talked about. Uh, Aristotle said something in interesting. It's a great quote. He said, anybody can become angry. Uh, that's the easy. But to be angry uh, with the right person, uh, to the right degree, at the right time, for the right purpose, in the right way, uh, that is not easy. And so there's a time to be anger, angry over righteousness. And then there's a time when it's, when it's sin. 
and then it can become even greater sin if you allow it to to vent in your life. Uh, so if you recognize, you know, I'm not having anger right now over something that's righteous. I have anger right now because I'm jealous, or or because I'm insecure, or 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 just because of, uh, of my flesh and my wrath. Then you recognize that 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 sin. You repent of it, uh, but do that early before it becomes an even greater sin where you have some sort of outburst against somebody, where you allow it to 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 take on a greater manifestation and fruition. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So, so anger, anger is, you know, anger for the wrong reasons is sin, but anger for righteousness uh, sake isn't sin. Uh, and, and we see examples of that in the Bible. But I would say this, that most of the time when we get angry, it's not for the right reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something with our flesh that we've got to deal with. Okay. 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 Well, I appreciate, I appreciate all the information and you said it was Galatians and um, Galatians five sixteen through twenty six, Ephesians four twenty six, and Ephesians. Okay, I'm going yep. to read up on that. Yeah, take a look at both those passages, and if you have any follow up, give us a call here. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You betcha. God bless you, Josh. You too. Bye. Hey folks, Jason Vandiver, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker here on Calvary Live, taking your calls, questions, and comments about the Bible. Uh, 303-690-3000, if you want to join me, let's go to Matt in Loveland. Matt, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. I was wondering what you thought about feminism, and if, uh, if you think there's value in feminism, or Christians should be feminists. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so so I mean, obviously, when we talk about the subject of feminism, there are so so many different variations of it. So what I'm what I'm going to say to you is, kind of in a general sense, we, we can talk about it in a general sense. If you have some more specific aspects of it, we can certainly address those as well. Um, but but feminists, uh, feminism, I, I would say in the way that it manifests itself today it is is not helpful and it's and it's not biblical at least in a in a positive sense um we we i, I take it all the way back to genesis chapter 3 uh and the fall and in genesis chapter 3 verse 16 as uh, God is talking about the consequences uh, of the fall and and uh, the curse upon men and women, uh, first of all, there's a curse upon uh, the serpent. Uh, then uh, there's a curse uh, upon. Um, Adam and upon Eve. And in verse 16, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. This is the key. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. A lot of people look at that and they say, oh, that's that's very nice. That's very quaint. Her desire is going to be for her husband and, and he's going to lead her. But that's not what the text is saying. The word there uh, is used, the word for desire is used in the very next chapter uh, with Cain. And he said, sin's desire is for you, but you should rule over it. And so it, it, she, he says, your desire is going to be for your husband. It's, it's going to be to take a place uh, that, that God has not created for you uh, and that he has placed the husband in a leadership role over her. And so we see in our culture at different times uh, then what I would equate uh, to feminism, which is, which is flowing directly out of this. It's, it's a desire oftentimes to take a place that God uh, has not established uh, for women, and we see in modern times there there's a, a great uh, uh, 
infiltration of this, a, 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 a movement of it even into the church. And I, I think that it's going to become one of the great challenges uh, in in the Christian church in the coming years is what what is quote unquote called by some as Christian feminism. I don't believe that it's Christian at all, but but merely trying to Christianize some of the feminist concepts that we see present in the culture, and and uh, they're they're not helpful. And so we see that there there is really a rise of some of these different uh, uh, so-called Christian feminist authors. Uh, some of them, uh, Anne Voskamp and others, quite vulgar in, in the things that they write, and uh, that shouldn't surprise us because they're they're out of step uh, with their relationship with God, and so it's manifested uh, in their in their writings. We've seen the the If Gathering, which is kind of a, a really at its heart a, a Christian feminist uh, movement, and uh, these are things that we've got to be aware of as as believers. Do Do you find anything of value in that movement, or? You know, uh, I I I personally haven't haven't seen anything uh, of value come out of it. Uh, but you know, is there is there anything good that that, that they're doing? Um, you know, perhaps. Um, but but I think that the damage sometimes that is done uh, by things like this far outweighs any any good that they may potentially do. Uh, just in spite of what they're doing. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate your response. Yeah, you bet, Matt, and, and I appreciate the question. I, I think that it's one that, uh, while it is on your radar, uh, it is on uh, my radar just because of some things that have come up. Uh, it is not probably on the radar of a lot of our listeners. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be. Are you, and, and I'm sorry, do you, are you familiar with Christina Hoff Summers? I know the name, but I don't know much about her, and, and I know that it, 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 I've heard her name in this context. Yeah, like Ann Voskamp, Jen Hatmaker, uh, Christina Hoff Summers, and, and there's about four or five others. Okay, I guess that's what I was thinking of, because I'd read her, her history of feminism, and uh, I didn't know, because she seemed to be more conservative. I don't know yeah. I don't know if she considers herself Christian or anything, but I, I didn't Yeah, know I don't either. You... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't know if you if you saw anything. I mean, even historically, as a movement before first and or before like second and third wave feminism, kind of like, like the early origins of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there was something of value there, um, yeah. and if not, you know. Well, the yeah, things, anyway. yeah, no, I think the things that are of value in women's rights, I wouldn't classify as feminism. Um, so I think that th- there are things that have happened that sometimes people lump in with feminism um, that are of value. I guess that's another way to answer your your question of just a few moments ago. Um, a lot of times, I think feminism takes credit for things that are that are just basic human rights. I th- let's take it a different direction. Uh, in a good way, you could say that Jesus Christ was a feminist, you know, because Christianity was the 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 first religion, and Jesus Christ was the first one to really put women on equal footing. And so I, I think if, if your definition of feminism is in that respect, in, in terms of equal rights for women uh, and, and equal care uh, under the gospel and, and the love of Jesus Christ, Jesus uh, makes his resurrection appearance first to women as some of his most prominent disciples uh, were, were women. Some of the most prominent figures uh, in both the Old and the New Testament uh, are women. So, so I say in that respect, God is, is an equalizer of men and women. Um, and then, obviously, you know, in, Christ, in, in cultures dominated 
uh, by Christianity. Uh, we, we've seen the elevation of women, uh, I believe, for Christian reasons. But I, I think that that's something entirely different, and those gains are something entirely different than, than the feminist agenda. And can I ask one real fast follow-up or no? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, are you familiar with the men's rights movement? And if so, do you think that is of any value or is it a reasonable response to maybe some of the more fringe feminist groups? To- yeah, I, I've heard a little bit about it. I, I don't know, uh, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about it. I, I guess my understanding is it's basically kind of a reaction um, to 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 feminism, particularly modern, you know, feminism. And, uh, you know, um, I don't uh, – really, I, I think the simplest way is, is to, you know, to not polarize in terms of, you know, the rights of this or that, but uh, to see that um, there is neither Jew nor Gentile slave nor free. And, and you know, I would add to that uh, male nor female, but all are one uh, in Christ. And so uh, I see that the, the, the true focus, uh, the, the, the true church is going to elevate all to the same level. And we're not going to, when we're preaching the gospel, when we're focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, we won't have to enumerate a certain set of rights for one or the other. Uh, we're going to have care and we're going to look out for the needs of others, both men and women above our own, as the scripture encourages us. So I think that sometimes these are the things, uh, I don't think that you are, but uh, some of the times things people can get caught up in uh, when they're not really focusing on and keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Great. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the question. I, I It's a very thought-provoking one, Matt. Yeah, God, God bless God bless you, my friend. Take care. Hey, folks, uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left here, and uh, there was uh, a quick question here. came over. Well, I don't know how quick it is. I could go on for hours about this one, but I'll try to answer it uh, very briefly, this uh, text question. Uh, it says, I'm confused about the Trinity. Uh, why would Jesus pray to himself before being taken uh, to the temple uh, to to be crucified? Um well, uh, of course, Jesus uh, not crucified uh, in in the temple area there. So uh, let me just—I don't think that was necessarily uh, on the mind of of the writer of that, but it should clarify that for other people uh, that are listening. He's obviously tried in the hall of uh, hewn stone. He goes to the house of uh, Annas and Caiaphas, and then uh, he's taken to the uh, to the Sanhedrin. Uh, but uh, the Trinity, uh, when Jesus prays, he prays to the Father, and there are three distinct persons: Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit within the Trinity. And these three are one. So they're one in essence, uh, they're one in unity, but they're not one in the same person. And so when Jesus prays, uh, he always prays uh, to the Father. So hopefully uh, that uh, helps you out and uh, answers your question there. And if you have a follow-up question on that, uh, just uh, text us or give us a call uh, here on Calvary Live. Hey, we're coming up. uh, We just have a literally seconds left in the program today. I really appreciate all our calls uh, today. Lord, we just thank you for uh, this time that we've had here. I thank you for uh, these amazing uh, conversations that we've been able to have with uh, with Max and with Michael, uh, with uh, Jordan and Josh, and uh, also Matt. Uh, Lord, I just pray your hand of blessing upon them and all our listeners, upon Grace FM, upon Calvary Chapel, and all those uh, preaching the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, folks. Have a great uh, evening now. Take care. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.